Once more, the pride of Duskwall returns to the central Eruvian city of Uduasha. Much as the supernatural are drawn to the city by the Udu, its position as an inland capital in opposition to the imperial city means that the living also find it difficult to avoid. This position also comes from the Udu, or rather what human beings have done with the four obsidian pillars that surround the Udu's celestial fires. The city revolves around four noble houses, each devoted to a demon prince, working separately and together to advance goals attributed to the massive obelisks. Ankuset, devoted to Kuset, keepers of the Ialim, and half of the Leviathan Hunter fleet. Ankayat, devoted to Kayat, owners of the other half of the fleet, as well as sponsors of the historic Vasu School. Anseric, devoted to Serek and maintainers of industry in the massive construction halls, the Sualim, and Anixis, concerning themselves with diplomacy and espionage. These noble houses control Aruvia, as even if the demon princes exist, they would take no action from within their prisons. Save Ixis, whose broken column is said to be proof that the cunning Shadow Mind slipped his bonds centuries ago. opportunity and i took it no one can blame me for trying no one can blame you for trying all right <clears throat> well maybe they should though i don't know welcome back to ghosts on a train this is a podcast where we play ghost lines at rpg by john harper i'm greg your conductor i facilitate the game and care for our players uh, debatable <laughs> Um, I'm Hannah, I play Andrew Anderson, uh, I'm sad, and by that I mean both me and Andrew. I'm Guy, and I just, I make weird noises sometimes. Uh, I play Pip, who also makes weird noises, but they're different from the ones that I personally make. <laughs> Especially the ones that I do before recording. This is gonna be a great bit for exactly nobody. <laughs> Isn't that what podcasts are all about? Yes. Objectively. Uh, I'm Stefan. I'm still mad at Greg for having duped us for a full-ass art. Um, every time I listen to an episode, I will I will remember that Greg, <laughs> Greg kept us from the truth for so I'm long. I'm also mad at Greg, and I live with him, and I'm going to make his life a living hell. <laughs> I'm, I'm just so, it's very... Joke's on us, that's just what existence is right now. Episode 6, Hannah describes funny unicycle man. <laughs> 20 episodes later, this I unicycle... Can't, I can't believe you've done this to me. <laughs> this unicycle... I can't believe you've done this to me. the avatar of the one within many, the forgotten god. Shout out, shout out to the listener that made that suggestion yeah, that the I unicycle think, is oh, still gonna, on like, the train. No joke, I'm gonna like, uh, I genuinely want to shout this this dude out. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Lynch. Thank you to Sean Lynch. 
you they were bringing the unicycle back and introducing the concept of a homeless person loving the unicycle how do you like how do you like the conclusion of the arc you made on ghosts on a train sean lynch uh i kind of hate you i know we're not supposed to say that to listeners but i hate sean you a lynch little bit podcast uh, oh. Sean Lynch, thank you for this arc. Um, also, I will find and destroy you. <laughs> yeah, no idea where Sean Lynch lives. That's all, Anchor just tells us the, the front-facing name. Listeners, submit it's a cool. suggestion, cool. and maybe you can earn my personal ire. <laughs> Listen, that's a, that's a hot that commodity in some circles. <laughs> uh, anyways, mm. uh... Mm. Hey, let's get started. Let's do a podcast. Let's do a podcast. The Pride of Duskwall. Following a harrowing journey with the uh, with the guest lion bull, Jamuka, uh, revealed to be a servant of uh, one of the demon princes, uh, Gua'ata, a, a type, special type of hollow, in training to become a Gua'lim. The Pride of Duskwall returns from thwarting the plans of one forgotten god, the one within many, who hoped to uh, manifest through the unicycle, worshipped by the laborers, hoped to manifest once again into this world, uh, but was thwarted by the lion bulls. We re-enter Uduasha. <laughs> Jack, if you're listening to this, you've also earned my personal... I mean, you've always had my personal ire, but even more now. Uh, as our line bulls enter Uduasha, the Udu itself uh, is covered by the dome. It is night. The, the, the warmth of the dome <laughs> does little to uh, warm the chill in your hearts. <laughs> Poetic. But now line bulls, uh, who wants to describe their, themselves in their uh, day clothes, uh, and what are you off to do? Pip, now that he is, no longer has to hide the... The plans for the ghost grabbing gloves, T, uh, TM, copyright, etc., etc., blah, blah, blah. The, the Geist brand ghost grabbing gloves, TM, yeah, copyright, yeah. etc., blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's the one. He's not wearing a his jacket. He's still wearing, like, long sleeves, just long enough that he could cover up the tattoo on the inside of his wrist. He looks just damp, mostly from, like, sweat and just sadness and just exhaustion. Like, that particular brand of exhaustion where it's just a combination of just, like, heat and emotional exhaustion, but you you know you got something else to do, something better to do right now, so you're just, like, one foot in front of the other. And Pip is gonna go to the pub to drink. That reminds me, Pip. Um, or rather, Guy. Uh, listeners uh, may remember from the last layover, or I think it was the start of the last line, Pip and Rakeel... Uh, made the bold move to spend some favor to make a major request. That request being the assassination of uh, one Taji the Tank Engine, the uh, crime uh, hirer for Eruvia. Now, um, I am going to, in secret right now, make a roll. Uh, by secret, just to guy, really. Um, <laughs> I'm going to see it. Make a roll uh, with a plus three for the extra favor that uh, Pip spent um, to see uh, the fates of Taji the Tank Engine. By the end of this layover, uh, we, the audience at least, will know what happens to Taji. I just want you to know that I'm going to giggle whatever he gets, so, like, don't... Don't read into it. (laughs) 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 Okay. 
I, I don't like this. <laughs> I don't like this one bit. So we will discover Taji's fate by the end of this episode. <laughs> oh boy. Pip, Pippin, you hear news as you uh, step off the plane. Damn. It's not the news you hoped to hear. It still makes your heart sink, although not as deeply. There's a little paper boy uh, being like, Extra, extra, read all about it. Prison breaking, Udawasha. Prisoners at large. Uh. Be on the lookout for these men. A Sacroset, the Serrated Edge, Angry Ray, Stabo, <laughs> McMurray, the piece of shit, <laughs> the Kuset Massacre, Bowflex, and Fishbone. Fishbone! Uh, Forger? Oh, you gotta, you gotta be kidding me. If you have any information regarding these men... <laughs> Please contact your closest Ialim or Gualim. <laughs> Stabo. I'm so excited for the triumphant return of Fishbone. Stabo. <laughs> Stabo's great. Hope we get to meet Stabo. I hope he doesn't stab us. Actually, I really hope he has nothing to do with stabbing. <laughs> I hope he got the nickname from being stabbed, actually. <laughs> Uh, Andrew, you come out, uh, just as they say. And, uh, Fishbone? The Forger? Oh, Fishbone. What does Andrew look like? Uh, Andrew is a young woman of 13. Uh, she is tall for her age, but, like, she's 13, so, you know. Copper skin, dark hair, cut short and kind of messy. Usually a bit of a, a twinkle of mischief in her eye. But, uh, that is, uh, notably gone at the moment. She looks a little downtrodden, kinda, you know, looking at her feet and stuff. Not even hearing that Fishbone is at large. (laughs) (laughs) Has, has sparked life into her. Although she did have a slight reaction hearing Fishbone. (laughs) We've run into Fishbone before, and I care a lot about Fishbone. (laughs) Andrew, as you are heading out, you see uh, another train uh, headed south to Alduara, uh, a city you have not been to and would likely will not visit. But waving from uh, one of the windows uh, is the white gloved hands of one Ismail Dava. Oh, uh, Andrew waves back, a uh, little, little, probably more confused than anything else, but waves back. <laughs> Did not expect him to still be conducting after we almost got him killed by a demon. Again. Uh, Drix. Um, Drix is a tall, broad-shouldered Severosi man. Um, normally you can see much more of his, like, dark, messy hair, but his black cowboy hat with a red band is pulled down so you can only really see the bottom half of his face. His shoulders are a little slumped. He's, you know, wearing his typical short sleeve button up with a black vest over it. And uh, then he's got some, like, darker colored, darker colored slacks on and some boots. Uh, a, a rope sits hanging from his hip, but he, it doesn't look nearly as uniform and proper. It's kind of a mess. We've all had a fucked up time. <laughs> sure have. Yeah, as you guys are stepping uh, off, some of the uh, some of the laborers, slightly patched up wounds, uh, are stepping off with you. Bonjour, Drix. Uh, 
bother more, but uh, it has been a while since uh, we have uh, had uh, the uh, healthcare. Where is uh, Physica? Where is the Physica's hat? Um, I, I, I can lead you to the Physica. Oh, you should, <laughs> you should also go. Oh, we're all so into. I'm, I'm planning on it. Not a, I'm, I'm, I'm a little worse off for the wear too. Oh, do you remember when, uh, when uh, you, Pippin McKeel, mentioned that we would be equals when we all uh, fought the supernatural in the ghost suits? I do not believe that uh, we wish to be equal to you. <laughs> You can uh, you can keep that, no? <laughs> you know, this sure fight, what, whatever. Sorry, guys. Oh no, it is us who should apologize to you. Oh, we did not know that uh, that the singular wheel uh, was uh, such a sinister entity. Yeah, a lot of us didn't know a lot of things. I don't think you have to beat yourself up about it. Can we maybe stop referring to it like with the same sort of like reverence, like the the name that we gave is? Is this? Oh no, we hold no reverence for this singular wheel. And they are all all uh, all about half dozen of them uh, spin on the ground. Yeah, it did not feel great to be controlled by it, and I can't imagine you guys had any love for it either. Stupid unicycle. I hate that unicycle so much. I'm going to see physical, no? <laughs> yeah! Who wants to do their physical first? Drinks, 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 drinks. Sure. Drinks, you open up the door to the physical's hut. The herbs hanging, potions and unctions brewing. Um, the sweet, sterile air uh, from the moss that covers the walls. You, uh, you stumble in some... And you see the physiker sitting back in a chair. Hey, hey, Mr. Fizz. <laughs> How you doing? Zounds, thou hast uh, awakened me. Uh, it appears that I did, uh, for but a brief moment, uh, acquire a, a microsecond of a nap. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry for waking you. I could come back later. Oh, worry not. The uh, circumstances of my uh, employment means that... Uh, even were you to leave, the door would simply open shortly after I'd close behind you with somebody else, some other time, perhaps, uh, requiring my assistance. Man, it really sounds like you've gotten a raw deal through this whole thing. Ah, thou art correct. I'm sorry. Tis not thy fault. And it is uh, my charge and my pleasure to aid thee with that stab wound. <laughs> Yeah, that that would that that would actually be very appreciated. Uh, they they get you uh, set up on the little table and as they're working swiftly. May I ask thee something, Drix? Sure, shoot. This wound, nay, uh, it came not from something out of this world, and I mean not the ghost field, but uh, a place beyond. Correct? <laughs> yeah, I can't get anything past you. Ah, uh, it is a gift and a curse to be so very aware as I. How do you deal with, uh, knowing all that's out there? Just, like, barely separate from you, but still able to reach in and... Oftentimes, I find myself, uh, overwhelmed by the activity outside of my hut's door. 
but it is it is when line bowls and labors and the like come through it with an immediate problem that I can solve that I am able to uh, distract myself and feel that I am doing some tangible good. That's good advice. Maybe I should just focus on what I can change. You are a line bowl. You protect people. I try. Even if it's just one person, you have done it. Thanks. Oh, and now thou art healed. Look at that. Um, and yeah, there's a red cross mark where the stab wound was. How the time flies when uh, thou art speaking with a friend. <laughs> I mean, uh, at this point, you seem more of me than most than most of my friends. So, oh, drinks. <laughs> I did not. I did not know that thou saw me that way. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> saucy. I, mean, uh, I can't. I can't. Please, please don't. Unless, unless thou art not kidding. But I can't. <laughs> I gotta update the charts! Eh, buy me dinner first. Ah, I am unable to, so I shall see the anon. (laughs) The door swings open. Amazing. You gotta update the charts. Drix, like, walk- or Drix, like, starts out, and then just, like, glances over his shoulder and gives him a wink, and then walks through the door. Uh, the physicker the does a little, like, oh, you, like, hand wave as you leave. But you can't read their expression, because they're wearing that full, <laughs> that full plate doctor mask. I can go. Sure thing, the door closes behind Drix. Andrew, you open up the door. There's a smell of the sweet, sterile air, the herbs, the potions, the unctions. And uh, as you open up the uh, door, uh, there's the sound of rustling of papers. As you see, sitting in a chair, the physicker uh, hastily closes a book. Hey, Jerry. Oh, uh, it's just you. What you got there? I am uh, reading some of the uh, material that thou hast left me. Oh, do you like it? Yes, uh, it is very good. Good, good. And very inappropriate for young eyes, so I oh. shall put it away. Okay. I, I didn't, Trevor doesn't, yeah, I guess Trevor didn't let me read it myself. Perhaps when thou art older, Andrew. Maybe, although you're only making me more curious now. <laughs> and were it not this way that I enticed thee to learn for thyself my, uh, situation? I guess. But, I don't know. If it's just a naughty book, then I feel like that's different. Different, yes. But, uh, perhaps still worthwhile one day. Maybe, yeah. Well, I'm glad you like it. I'm, I'm glad that thou gave it to me. Mm. Uh, I don't like the way you're walking. I need to check you for some nerve damage. Okay, yeah, I, some, I'm not feeling too great, like, physically, so, yeah. It does not appear that there are any wounds upon you. Like, the, the physicker's already out of the chair next to you. Not, like, hover-handing you, but looking around, just, like, mm, tra- tracing something. Yes, electrical shock. Common in the line of work of a line bowl. I shall uh, check you out, and if anything is still misfiring, then perhaps you see they pull out a very small little coil. Oh. Perhaps I can just uh, shock it right back into place, oh, you know? Oh, is that how that works? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> That's not reassuring. <laughs> I've been in here for centuries. I don't know how medical science has progressed. Um, maybe I should get you some medical textbooks. No, no, no. I have a, I, trust me, I have an excellent understanding of the human anatomy. Okay, but you're treating me and I'm <laughs> <laughs> Hey, 
um, I have kind of a lead, I think, on that person you told me about last time. Uh, is there anything you want me to say or ask? Uh, very well. You are persistent, which is an trait that I admire in the Andrew Anderson. Hmm. Um, well, uh, I suppose I would just like you to uh, let them know that I do live, and I hope that they take to heart what I had taught them, and I do, I do not know, I, I, it has been so long that I have been trapped here that I feel as though I have not to say to anybody, as every hour is the same. <laughs> well, for someone with not to say, you do talk a lot, so I don't think that's true. I would like to hear of, uh, of him. Okay. Will he know what I... If I say, hey, I met an Imperial Physiker and they told me to find a dude with cat eyes, is, are they gonna know it's... Is he gonna know it's you? Not at first. It is unfortunate that I am unable to reveal to you any details of myself beyond my station. And that which you discover for thy own self. Cross often jumps to conclusions. Given the information, perhaps? Maybe. It is not that they, as, as though I can reveal myself to them. Only only those under Imperial charge may enter my hut. Yeah, he doesn't like the Imperium that much, does he? Well, uh, as far as he is aware, they are responsible for my death. And not to mention all the other reasons to distrust and dislike the Imperium. Yeah, they don't seem great. The world's kind of a nightmare, isn't it? I, it, it is. But uh, as long as we continue to live within it, get a little lucid, you know? Try to help it out. Yeah, doing my best. I think I've also shocked you back. Okay, cool. Yeah, that seems to have worked, even though it does seem very medically dubious, which is a word I read in the dictionary. Uh, you, you have, like, cross marks at the application spots of this little, like, All right. <laughs> coil. Thanks, Jerry. I'll see you soon. I shall see thee anon. Mm-hmm. Pip. Pip. Pip enters with all of the grace of a drowned rat. Your head is still ringing. Yep. Uh, from the tinnitus. <laughs> Funny how that works. At first, it takes you a moment as, um, the physicist, like, good day to the... Uh, good, good day to thee, Pip. How, how's it going? Uh, it fares well. Uh, Sorry. I, I can see that. Sorry. Oh, uh, there is no need for that to apologize. Here, let me. Uh, they start to. What? <laughs> they start to stuff some like herbs into your ears. The physicist really does not know anything <laughs> about medical science, do they? Here, this poultice should uh. Work, work to mend thy hearing. Oh, is it? I, I brought you a nib. A, a what, Pippin McKeel? I brought you a nib. Oh, thou art too kind. Pip pulls out from his coat like a little nib alcohol. What's the name of that? What's the name of that Blades of the Dark uh, brewery <laughs> or distillery? Hmm. It's like Scorlocks or something. Scorlocks. Oh. Ah, a spirit from Skurlocks. It has been a long time since uh, my lips have been graced with such fine spirits. Oh, ah. They take the herbs out. 
better unstuff these quick. Uh, in a couple more seconds, uh, that would be hearing other dimensions. What? What? Sorry. Yes, those herbs that I stuffed within thine ears to mend thy hearing. Prolonged exposure would open your eardrums to uh, sounds and perhaps transmissions from beyond the veil. But now thou art healed, and I am dreadfully sorry that my mark has been placed upon thy earlobe as though uh, it were some uh, tacky tattoo. I mean, it's just, it's not a huge deal. It's just nothing tackier than just like, I could get like a tribal tattoo or something. Oh, when thou art not even from the Dagger Isles? Yeah, exactly. That sort of thing, you know. Or Scoblin. Both bad. Honestly, I don't really see the point of this. It's just kind of like, ooh, I want to represent this culture that I don't understand, have no relation to, just because I think it's cool. This guy did it best, you know? Pippin McKeel, I do wish that uh, I, I had more time within this hut because I, I genuinely, uh, were I still able to leave, I think you and I could have many wonderful nights talking in the pub. Yes, I was about to go do that. Then drink one for me and I myself shall partake of this nip of Skurlocks. Well, I have more than one for, for you no, not to worry there. Well, just be sure to remember to stop drinking them for me at some point and uh, imbibe yourself. Uh, but not too much! Gosh! Oh! For a but a moment, I forgot about thy liver. It's, 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 it's been through worse, probably. We'll figure yes, it out. Yes, like perhaps that time it lost half of itself. Please be careful, <laughs> the door swings open. He'd regenerate once, you said. So, so. Pip says to nobody in particular along the street. <laughs> All right, the Bell Tavern in Rukuet. Is this the same tavern? It's the same tavern. Is it the same tavern as we saw, like Future Sad Guy? Yeah, yeah, it's the same tavern you saw, Future Sad Guy. It's the it's the tavern that takes Imperial Chits, as it is within the Imperial District, also known as Rukuet. It's got that Vindaloo fish and chips. Are they there now? The couple. <laughs> Uh, you know, actually, yeah. Uh, Mr. Ma'at and uh, Elvind are, yeah, in the corner chatting, uh, having drinks. Um, the very same corner that Elvin was sadly crying in. Hey, Louis, it's some continuity. <laughs> uh, yeah, as you enter, they wave some and laugh and smile, and you see Ma'at moves in, not caring who sees, and gives Elvin a kiss. Oh. And Elvin, Elvin looks embarrassed at first, but then very pleased. That's just good for them. Now, let's drink until I can't think anymore. Yeah. Sounds like a plan. <sighs> Drix, you're there to, to drink. Probably to stop thinking about that. Uh, you've called the possession, and the others have thought about it as possession. Um, but maybe it's the alcohol talking. And maybe it's just the, the fact that you experienced it. It's it's weird to parse out because you knew that there were, your encounter super protects from being possessed by ghosts, but working with ghosts means, oh, no, I might get possessed. This was less like that and more like when you were the one within many, you remembered that the one within many is something you used to be. And now you're Drix again. And now you wonder if that was a good thing. Because if everybody's really the one within many... Aren't you the one possessing them by having your own thought? I think Drix 
glances around the various people around the bar and kind of kind of feels wistful that there isn't a connection. You used to be all of them. Exactly. Pip receives a bourbon on the rocks. He reaches in with his hands, grabs the ice cubes, and chews on them, and then throws back the drink. Perhaps you're thankful you're not Pip and McKeel anymore. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, that'd be a bit much, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, Andrew, like, picks her nose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Drix, I, I think Drix is left to kind of has to contemplate where he ends and where the rest of the world begins. Something in the back of his mind actually like flags a little bit. Something something he'd heard a long, long time ago about how primal forces may connect everything. Some something he hadn't thought about for a long time. Andrew, how are you feeling? Fish and chips or Vindaloo? Oh. What, 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 what delicious food are you having? Uh, I think she gets the fish and chips again. That's what she got last time. She was sad. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. She's feeling bad! <laughs> carbs! Oh, yeah, and of course, of course, there's carbs, so many, carbs, carbs, there's carbs, so carbs, many carbs, chips. Carbs. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> that was just my rat noise. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah, she's going to, she's going to town. Thinking about lots of things. Among those lots of things. <laughs> I'm sure Dramuka is on the mind. Yeah. You probably had fish and chips back in Cloudspire, but, like, <laughs> not, like, o- only, like, leftovers. Until you got this job and had money, you probably didn't have, like, a hot chip. <laughs> uh, but you'd have them together with, like, the other orphans. Yeah. You're probably pondering his motivations for that when um, some figures enter the pub. Tall figures. Humans? There is a silvery thread wrapped around more of them, reminiscent of the slight silver thread that was daintily uh, around Jamuka. One of them turns in a raspy voice to you, Andrel, and says, Andrel Anderson, you have been invited. My lady Ankusin, come with us. Andrel turns to Pip and Drix. Guys, do you, uh, am I hallucinating? You're not hallucinating, they're there. The whole bar, they look nervous, but they're quiet. They avert their gaze. There's some nervousness, but recognition. Who is Lady, what are you, who are you? What's going on? You're not getting me to no secondary location. They begin to approach. We are servitors of House Ankuset, which welcomes you. What? This invitation is not optional. What? Then it's not an invitation. One of them uh, puts a hand on your shoulder. Oh God! C- can can ooh, can Trix ooh, intervene ooh, real ooh. quick? Sure. Trix absolutely lassos that hand. The lasso wraps around the hand, and they throw their arm upwards at like an angle with such force, Trix, that you are thrown across the bar into a table. <clears throat> oh! These hangers on are not necessary mm. to your invitation. House Akuset welcomes you. I think Angel gets up and like opens her mouth with the uh, intention to mouth off, and then remembers back on the train, um, Jimukar dressing her down for leaving the kids unprotected in the orphanage when she left, and she looks at 
Drix and Pip. And she's like, okay, fine, just just leave them alone. Andrew, you don't have to... You're not exactly helping. They are unnecessary. Come. Don't be... Fine. The Gualim, guardians of the city that Jamie was on his way to becoming, to the two of them guide you towards the center, the area around the Udu. The dome is lifted. You're technically day drinking, I guess, but you, you have weird hours as line bulls. I'm Angel. I'm. Oh, that's true. The I'm others, are, the others are technically day drinking. <laughs> you see clearly now up close the uh, four demon spires. You didn't notice it, but one of them, the the tip, is missing. You see, it's a little shorter than the others, and you see the tip is just sort of uh, resting on the ground nearby. You are eventually brought to uh, the uh, Ancuset uh, estate. Um, not like the inner, the inside of it, but like a sort of exterior courtyard thing. There you see a woman that you... I, I genuinely don't remember if you've met her, but you've definitely heard about her. Lady Annie Tompkins? Oh, I don't think I have met her personally. She's she's Drix's enemy, yes? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm good now. <laughs> Stefan is seething right now. I hope you're... I'm glad that Stefan is seething right now. <laughs> it's very fun for me. But yeah, there's a nice uh, plate of food left out. I'm not. You. I'm not gonna eat it. <laughs> she welcomes you. She is a. Um, she's an Arubian woman, dressed up in finery, two skirts, because uh, you need you need at least two skirts. But they're made of like a nice silk that definitely breathes a whole lot. She's got some jewelry, um, but it's it's not overkill amulet and uh, earrings. Andrel Anderson. Andrel. Certainly. Welcome. I am Lady Anira Ancuset. Though, uh, in your travels as a lion bull, you may have heard of me using my married name, Lady Annie Tompkins. You are mean to Drex. Not mean. Just business. He's a good worker, that one. Hmm. Please, sit. She sits. You recently had an encounter with one uh, Jamuka. I know this because he told us so. Yes. I have invited you here because I know that you are the sort that would that would dig into strange happenings if left unchecked. So, rather than have you cause a ruckus, endanger yourself or others searching for answers, I'm well open to giving you them. Okay. Uh, she sort of looks off uh, at the, the Udu. It's really close. Uh, the Celestial Fires are, are burning. I mean, the, the four spires, three at full size, one a little shorter. I do believe that the Udu contains the Demon Princess. I understand that even among Arubians, it is, it is unclear how much might be superstition or metaphor. But those of a noble house, those who have experienced things like yourself or Jamuka, their existence explains far more things than would be needed to explain away uh, their absence. Hmm. You must understand, then, that the immortal emperor who bounds more dangerous demons might find himself at odds with the demon princes. Sure. And yet, do you feel in danger in Udawasha? Perhaps you do not feel safe, but there's no lightning barrier here. Are you worried? Not really. 
Surely they must care for us in some way. Maybe. Or maybe it's something else. I don't know. Maybe. But I hope that they have our best interests and whatever passes for a heart. Jamuka was there to get information from the one within many. Now, I'm going to offer you a choice. I will answer flatly one or two questions, and then you will agree to never speak of this again. Or, I shall send somebody to hunt you down and eliminate you. Or, if you'd like to know more, know that once started, this is a journey that cannot be so easily ended. Does this journey involve carving my soul out? No, no. Your part in it, if you choose to take part, would require yourself to remain intact. The Gualim, once they are complete, are unable to stray far from their own demonic masters. Sound pretty okay with that. Of course. It is tradition. It's the way things go. They know what they signed up for. And that just makes it okay to hurt them? Sometimes you need to hurt in order to help others. I don't see you volunteering to get your soul carved out. Or your friends. Kuset has different plans for me. I know this because they speak to me. That's convenient. Yes. I'm thankful to be so fortunate. I'll ask you a couple questions. Understandable. I'm not starting on any journeys, though, with the people who did that to Jamie. (sighs) What did he find out? She snaps her fingers. Let's discover it together. Some ghoulin bring Jamuka unconscious. Jamie? Don't worry. The second Duhadra just takes a lot out of him. Oh my god, that's... Jamie! He'll awaken in a few days. Stronger than ever. Stop it! Stop sounding so calm about this! I understand. I shall be more sensitive to your feelings. She um, pulls up her little amulet thing on her necklace, and she presses it to the back of a uh, Jamuka's head, and you see a projection of... uh, Well, first you think it's a map of the Shattered Isles, Um, but then you see it's it's just like a view of it from afar, and you see spokes from a unicycle begin converging uh, on a single point in Akros to the northwest of what was Ravencourt. And uh, as Anira looks at this, her eyes go wide in excitement. Well done, Jamuka. You shall be a fine Gualim. Tell me, what do you know of Ravencourt? There's a spirit well there. Yes, yes. And ten years ago, an Imperial Railways train known as the Prince's Riverboat discovered it. They teamed up with a group of Deathlands explorers and ultimately failed to destroy it. But in failing, there was another discovery made. Ravencourt is not the center of the spirit well. The original well touched Ravencourt, but the center was further inland. This is... This is more than Jamie's memories. These are thoughts from the one within many, an infallible map, and that proves it. This well was formed 13 years ago, shortly after the Feast of Gratitude. We only noticed it uh, when Ravencourt's tragedy was absorbed into it three years later. Look at it. 
scar on the land to match the scar on the emperor. I don't understand. This is the location of a piece of the emperor's own dagger, Landring. It said he used it before he became the immortal emperor. It was used in an attempt to end his life, but it missed his heart, shattering. We know that the original dagger was returned to its place in the Emperor's own astral spire, but this, this shard could be his undoing with a better plan. So that's what you want? You want to kill the immortal Emperor? End him. Yes. All right. And then what? What do you do then? I'm sure the princes have a plan for protecting and uniting all of humanity afterwards. The same princes who carved out my friend's soul. Jamuka saw no other options and gave himself so that others may have this chance. You could have given him more options. You're rich. You could have helped him. But without Jamuka, the Shard of Lamring would not have been discovered. If we manage to free humanity from the tyranny of the immortal emperor, would you not call this a good thing? Would you not think the sacrifice of one Jamuka worth it? Everyone else's Jamie could be saved by yours. Or the demon princes will come and start doing more bad things. You said they care about us. This doesn't look like something they would do to people they care about. You know, it seems a lot more likely to me that they just want to use us. Him. You, me, whatever. I don't my life sucks. It sucks being a line bull. It sucked being in an orphanage. And, and, and if the emperor is responsible for that, then he sucks. And I don't see any evidence here that you don't suck too. Very well. Well, I've answered your questions. And I trust that... I trust that you won't be warning His Majesty the Immortal Emperor. I uh, can read... The truth to your words and your hatred for him, she taps her uh, earring some. But know that should you attempt to interfere and dig deeper, I cannot speak for what I may have to do. Definitely the words of someone who cares. Send me back to Drixen Pip. Of course. Oh my, and you've hardly touched your tea. It's gone cold. Oh, you're an idiot if you think I'm drinking that. She turns to the Goelim. See her off. And see Jamie back to his bed. One of the Goelim goes to pull your chair out for you. The other one you know, goes to uh, pick up Jamie and carry him off. Yeah. Still unconscious. I think she, her eyes stay fixed on Jamie as she leaves. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Oh, Damn. that was so good. <laughs> Thank you. Get her ass! Get her ass! <laughs> <laughs> Plot, 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 plot. everybody. (laughs) Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Fucking Annie Tompkins. Ah. This was also great for me. (laughs) Catch me, catch me going back (laughs) and (laughs) changing this woman's name so it's actually a Rubian. We here at Ghosts on a Train would like to take a moment to discuss Little Business Library. 
Little Business Library is an online directory of small businesses that allows consumers to shop directly so they never charge a sales fee. And instead of charging percentages to businesses, LBL is just $4 a month. What? Don't take my word for it. From the pride of Duskwall, here's the lion bull, Andrew. Hello, I use Little Business Library to list the website where people can hire me when I leave the train if I don't die first. That's great. Products and service-related businesses are welcome on LBL. What can people hire you for? I like solving mysteries, so maybe private investigator. Ooh, but the horses were also really cool, so maybe I could just, like, take care of... <laughs> oh, Dork? All right, we get it. You heard it here, folks. Use our coupon code LISTEN10 to list your business on Little Business Library. We now return to your regularly scheduled audio programming. Anyways, Drix, Pip, what have you been doing, uh, Wallace? <laughs> Uh, drinking heavily. <laughs> Shocking, I'm sure. Drix, you got thrown into a table. <laughs> I did. I did get thrown into a table. Um, does does Drix get up and like come sit back down or no? Hmm. I think Drix is going to try and find out whoever the Gualim are. Yeah, the the bartender can tell you that. Yeah, I think you ask around in the bar for what just happened, what <laughs> what just happened, and why, potentially. Listen, love, you best, uh, best of all your gays when the Gualim come. They're, uh, servants of the city, they are. Uh, servants of the noble houses, empowered by some ritual ease. Aren't very bright. Like hollows, I think they is. I, I just, where can I find them? I they've they've got my friend and I we they'll just find them they'll find you and you best hope they don't. They just finished carving out one of my friends' friends' soul. Uh, Tip at that sort of like reaches a hand up, puts it on Drix's shoulder, and then just like carefully like guides him down to the seat. But she she's going to be fine. She's been, she's made a sterner stuff. This is not our concern. Mr. Ma'at comes by, uh, taps on the bar to get you another drink. Don't worry, friends. Uh, those Gualim, they are not liars, though perhaps they have the capability. I have had amicable encounters with such. What you see in here, Drix, is something called the power structure working its way through. This is above our head. You're only gonna wind yourself up and drive yourself into an early grave by worrying about it now. Sit down, have your drink, think about something else until Andrew gets back. Alright? Fine. But we're gonna have to go back. You, you know we're going after her if she doesn't come back. She'll come back. Haze of smoke. Uh, chilling in the Bell Tavern, some drinks going down. Uh, Angela, are you just heading right back to the tavern? Yeah. Yeah. Angela, it's back. Yeah. Hello. You okay? Yep. Fine. Sits down. Starts kind of very aggressively eating her chips again. They're cold. Just yeah. like they used to be. I in don't Cloud's care. Fire. Oh. <laughs> oh, you bastard. You son of a bitch. We, uh, can we get some fresh chips over here? It's fine, I'm used to cold ones. No, it, 
this, this one's for me. You guys look really scared. You look really worried. Yeah, well, we were. Well, you shouldn't be. You know why? You know why? Because they might have magic powers, and they might be, be you know, they might be able to carve people's souls out, and they might be demons, and they might, they might, I don't know. I don't know what their deal is. They, they might be more powerful than anyone I've ever seen before. But you know what? They're not scary. They're exactly like every other adult I have ever met in my life that pretended to be nice and pretended to care about me and did it. They're exactly like every rich person who would visit the orphanage and, and tell us that they were gonna buy us toys or adopt some of us or, I don't know, do something and then just took a bunch of pictures and left. They're exactly like all of the staff that, that liked us and tried but were overworked and there were too many of us and too few of them and they just wanted to go home. They're exactly like, like everyone on the train who, who let me do this? They're... It's all the same. Everyone's the same. It's nothing new. It's nothing scary. There are just new ways of pretending and new ways of hurting people. But it's all the same. Andrew. Uh, she's, she's right. I hope you know that at least on the train I, I like to think I, I like to think it's different. Candace let me out of my debt. Re really? A few weeks ago. So you you can leave. And that one sort of like Pip puts the drink down. Yeah, I can leave. Andrew, that's isn't that great? I don't know. And she seemed she seemed she said she was sorry that she did this to me, and she said that she'd help me get somewhere if I needed money or anything, but I don't believe her. Yes, uh, sorry situation. There's no way there's not a catch. There's no way. There's always a catch because, because grown-ups don't care about me and they never had and no one cares about anyone. That's not true. Pip and I care about you. And look, Candace comes off harsh and Unforgiving and honestly a little morally dubious, but now is tricks. Where would she go? Well, uh, that she's was right. Pippa throws the rest of his drink back and then reaches into his pants pocket and pulls out a little crumpled piece of newspaper. It's a little comic strip cut out from Cloudspire that he got from the the boy that he helped escape. Hmm. Someone told me to give this to you, so I, uh, I kept it. I can't forget about it until now. I don't know how much it, it means in the moment, but... Andrew takes it, uh, and tears up, and her whole face kind of crumples, and she, she holds it against her forehead, and she says, They thought that at least we cared about each other, me and the other kids. I thought... I thought that if grown-ups didn't care about us, if the people at the orphanage didn't care about us, at least we had each other, but that was... I mean, if an opportunity came to leave, then you took it. It was terrible there. Everyone wanted to leave, and, and everyone did, and no one thought about it. No one, no one 
cared enough to stay or even to come back and to try and make things better and that was what happened with Jamie and and that was what happened with me I did the same thing I can I could go back there right now but I'm not going to Andrew people are selfish kids are people yeah I know that if something comes by and you have the opportunity to leave to try and make something better you take it but everyone who's in the dust I hate that though I that's that it shouldn't be like that shouldn't is only one thing you can do about it is either go back and change it or try and pretend it doesn't happen Dad. I don't think that's true. Yeah, people are selfish. And no, Andrew, you shouldn't feel bad about not going back to the orphanage. You got out. Whether it was a good situation or a bad situation, you had to move forward. And that's fine. You don't have to beat yourself up for that. You should never feel bad about removing yourself from a bad situation. Even if you have to... Even if you have to leave behind some people that were important to you. Believe me. You don't want to spend the rest of your life regretting trying to make your life better. Nothing good comes from that. Give back where you can, but don't make your own life worse for it. I think at that one, Pip takes a deep drink. I don't know what to do, guys. I'm, ve- I'm sad and I'm confused. Mm, I'm sad too. What happened... What happened with Jamie was awful. And I hated having to see it. He's, he's more than just Jamie. Everything up until now has been pretty shit. Yeah. It's a... Uh, it's a lot. But for now... At least... At least now that we know... We can try and help find a way for you to get off the train without something horrible happening. I think the most important question is... Is that something you would like to do, Andrew? We're not going to blame you for it. It's your choice. I don't really know. Well, that's fine. You don't have to know yet. I told Jamie when we were wrestling that that the world was bad and people were bad, but we can try to be better and make it better. And I don't, it hears, it sounds stupid when I say it again, and I don't know if it's possible, and it's probably not possible, but I, all I know right now is I want the world to be better. That's all I know I want. That's a good thing to want. Yeah. A lot of people seem to have it in their heads that, it should be the way they want it to be. And that's what will make it better. But This has been a soft conversation. There's suddenly a heavy thump of two mugs tapping a table simultaneously. One, two. Elvind and Mr. Ma'at look to, look to you and hold their mugs up. And then just sort of a, put a drink. Mm-hmm. Andrew toasts with her little, I don't know, cream soda or whatever. <laughs> I think keeping people safe is is a good start. I mean, hey, I, th- I like to think we change those two's lives for the better. 
That's true. We might not be able to change everything at once, but we can try. Yeah. You know, you guys, you say things like that, and sometimes I believe them. And I always remind myself not to, but I don't know. If you keep saying things like this and keep doing it, then I don't know. Maybe someday. So... Uh, <laughs> eventually there is a quiet moment as the uh, bartender looks out to all three of you. Now listen, uh, I don't really need to kick Andrew out or anything, but um, you know, it's a bit of a last call for the two of you. Uh, so... We'll, we'll go. <laughs> I'll go with them. Go on, get in there. I hope to see you again. Uh, it's, it's not often that you see, you know, lime balls in your pub, you know, twice in a row. Thanks for the food. I'll be sure to stop by for a third time, eh? Mm-hmm. All three of you. Next time we're in Uduasha. Here's this. Wherever the rails take us. So, who wants to do their side job first? Woo! Uh, do you want to do... <laughs> Do we want to do uh, the Drix and Andrel combo? Do we want to do Pip's one or Andrel's one on her own? I'm down for whatever. Uh, it's probably a duo because that's probably going to go just like get that out of the way. Get it fastest. Plus it feels thematic. Sure thing. Uh, Andrel. Andrel and Drix, are you heading there together? Yeah, sure. game. So it's cross Dava. You guys sort of know the drill at this point. He'll tell you some street, some alley, some place that doesn't have a, a doorway. And when you're not looking for it, the doorway will open. As you're approaching, you see a, a woman walking past you outside of the doorway that opens up out of nowhere. Uh, she walks past. She looks like she's been crying, like her eyes are red, but uh, underneath her eyes are dry, save for like little like uh, like claw marks, three little lines under each eye. And she just sort of sniffs and walks by you. Every time I visit this guy, it gets more ominous. Yeah, he kind of has the whole way about him, doesn't he? I do indeed. Ah! Now please, step inside. Yeah, I'll There's go. work to be done. I'll go. Yep. Uh, you guys enter this little workspace separate from Udoasha. Andrel, he puts a kit in front of you. Looking at it, it seems to be a device to keep rhythm, like a metronome or something. Mm. Provides no further explanation. Sure, of course not. He turns to Drix. Drix, after our conversation, uh, if you would step into the other room with me, and I shall explain this project further. Thank you. Drix and Krostava step away. Krostava goes over uh, to a chalkboard, and you see the empty chalk that you filled up with those runes on that heist for Taji the tank engine. And you see uh, all like the, uh, the the schematics of Eldira's harbor and things. It is my understanding that through a mutual acquaintance, I have you to thank for information on the Imperial Breakwaters. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, we we did a job for old Taji. Old Taji. Good old Taji. Excellent. Not if I have anything to say about it. <laughs> now, once again, I require your assistance in the use of lightning oil. There are certain Imperial-only sections of the Eldira Bright Harbor that they house some of their ships. I put thought to what you said of the uselessness of sinking a single ship at a time. I have come up with a device that will allow me to rhythmically slip the breakwaters into the ghost field, allowing heavier waves. Some boats might get smashed, but more than likely, the harbor will be inhospitable 
to any further occupation. Wow, that sounds like a great idea. It requires a steady hand, and it requires understanding of the device you are building, which is why I'm thankful to have a lion bull such as yourself, who understands. I'm glad I could help. Believe me, I understand how you feel. He, he like, searches your face with his cat eyes. Yes, I can sense this, perhaps now more than ever. Very well. Let us puzzle over this device. What uh, are you going to use to uh, create your part of this device, the actual slippage? I'm going to use finesse. Hell yeah, roll it for me. Yeah. Rolling dice in this game. Yeah! <laughs> Rolling dice. It's only like uh, an hour and a half in. That is a seven. Okay, so that is a plus zero. But yeah, you. Um, which one do you want to do? Um, let's say I avoid trouble, compromise, or cost. Yeah, you work diligently for a long time, occasionally, uh, cross Dava, you, you, you go back and forth talking over the schematics, um, and it's, it's, it's not easy to, like, slip a part of something into the ghost field and not have the rest of it fall apart, because the point is to have it slip back in so they never know what exactly is going on. Uh, but you, you think it, it takes the better part of a night, um, but you, uh, you, you manage to work out sort of like how, like what parts of this breakwater to slip, uh, while keeping the rest intact and letting the waves come through. Andril, you only occasionally see Cross Dava, who only just sort of remarks upon your, uh, work here. Hmm. You're making a metronome. You don't know why. So what I'm going to offer to you is sort of similar to the insight role that Drix did to uh, figure out what he was making. Not to figure out what you're making. To make the metronome is probably very simple, but I could still let you roll if you want. Or if you'd like, if your role could be convincing Cross Dava that their sire still lives. Let's do that then. Well, let's talk it out <laughs> before we get to the roll. Ah, hey, 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 hey. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes, Dunville. Do you require more materials? No. Um, no. But, okay, so, did you have, like, a mentor or something? Of course, many do. I mean, but, like... Do you require mentorship? No. I mean, I got Dirks and Pip, so... I think I met your mentor. I doubt that. They are long dead. Yeah! Um... No... There, so, um, have you ever been to the... Listen to me. Okay, wow. Child, he moves close to you. Cat eyes level with your eyes. Do not think me like yourself. I have known people that have died long before your grandparents were born. Yeah, so maybe a guy who's uh, trapped in a weird temporal uh, stasis might be someone you know, then, if you're so old. That... Means nothing to me. There's the Imperial Physiker that we go to for injuries. Talks like they're from a million years ago. And they're trapped in time forever because they did something to piss off the Emperor. And I asked them if they had anyone on the outside world that they wanted to talk to. And they said a guy with cat eyes. Oh, yes, yes. And uh, may I ask further, uh, did an ogre, perhaps, uh, introduce you to this physiker? All right. A unicorn give you the sign? What? You think I don't know? I visit them a bunch. I just, it's a physiker's office. I walk in. It's, it's not, how else would they know about your weird little cat eyes? Do you think a lot of people look like you? No, but I like to imagine that means that this could be anybody who has seen me. They don't 
leave their stupid hut. Well, it appears that they uh, should get out more. But my sire is dead. My mentor. Lost. They said you'd think that. They're not. I don't know what to tell you. I can give you a chit and you can go see for yourself. Uh, give me a roll. Do so you think you're just gonna, like, forcefully be like, no, do it, no, do it, or do you, do you have perhaps something... Finesse. 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 Something clever to say with the ness. I'd love to have something clever to say. <laughs> Unfortunately, it'll mean you need something clever to say. Yeah. Um, or... Show them the mark. Show them the mark. Or you could use insight. No, I'm not going to do that. (gasps) They won't let me see their face because that's part of the curse or whatever, but I can tell you what they're like. They're really over-enthusiastic. They seem kind. They're always kind when, when me and my friends go visit and they they give advice and and when we offer to help them they they're evasive a little but so um, you've met a kind selfless person i they are not like me there are others like me but none like my sire anything weird happened to you when you leave the physicers (laughs) (laughs) i think Stefan figured it out Stefan, what is it (laughs) The mark, the mark. Oh yeah. Okay. Um. That's a good, good idea. I'll. Fuck. Where do I have marks? So roll me finesse real quick. Ugh. Yeah. Let's roll finesse to see if I can think of this. <laughs> um. That's a ten. Easy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll just. I guess. I don't know. I don't remember where I have marks, but I'll lift a sleeve and show one, maybe on my arm. The cat eye turns into a slit. Crossdava at that moment moves not so fast that your eyes can't see it, like with a vulture eye, but so fast that your head can't like turn to follow as Crossdava leaves the room. Okay, bye, meanie. <laughs> Eventually, tricks, tricks. You cut. You come out having finished your work, and Crossdava's not there, but Andrew's there. Oh, hey. Should we just go? <laughs> I guess we can just go. Yeah, I finished. I finished my part. Um. Yeah, I did too. Is he? Did what happened? Is he gone? I showed him one of my physical marks, and he left out of the room. Huh. Well, that's odd. Yeah. Well, pro. I mean, the physicer says that they knew each other, so I guess maybe it's not that odd. But either way, he's gone now. <laughs> so, like, knew each other before he was the physicer? Yeah. Oh, wow. Which I feel like is validated by Crossdava being like, I've known people who died centuries before you were born. He was really <laughs> dramatic about it. Yeah, that, that's a good impression. He's He tends to do that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I I suppose we'll probably hear from him later anyway, I mean... Yeah, let's just go. <laughs> yeah, you you leave uh, the little space, and yeah, as you turn around, the door's already gone. Yep. Pip! What's up? What's, what's going on? Pip, you signed up for Courier once again. Hell yeah. Ahazu, the demon, appears in a puff of fire and smoke. Look, he, you know, he's a demon, but... 
he really just looks like some guy with a pocket watch and a nice vest, except for his dull red eyes that you've seen glow before, but only when he's doing crazy demon shit. Mm-hmm. All right, here's my boy, Pippin McKeel. Oh, uh, yeah, listen, I, I can't stay long, but I just got some sensitive packages for you to give. Yes, it's, it's all right. It's been kind of a kind of a rough one lately, so uh, pardon my appearance, but should get this out for oh, you. Oh, yeah, no, you look, you look fine. You look fine. I, I, I see your soul self. I, I don't even care about appearances. Uh, listen, I'd love to chat and talk through your issues, because uh, I can, I can, that's good. listen, I can. And, and he, he moves, he moves uh, as though he were brushing something off your shoulder. You are uh, dripping with some uh, problems that you want to talk about, but, um, but, uh, yeah, it gives me the oogies to uh, be this close to the udu. And look, I hate the oogies. Uh, so yeah, here's a package. Be very careful. It's fragile. Uh, uh yes. Yeah. That's fair. It makes sense. Is does does this include batteries or anything living? Spe- specifically, lithium-ion batteries. I just deliver the mail, all right. I, I, it'd be, it'd be wrong of me to look at it. Uh, that's why you can trust my courier service. Uh, anyways, uh, see ya, McKeel. And he disappears in another puff of fire and smoke. <laughs> I feel like it should have a warning label on it somewhere. This is fragile. <laughs> so Pip, uh, yeah, it's got an address and stuff, and uh, you go to uh, deliver it by night. That's when that's well, Hazu would appear when the dome was covered up. Yeah, because the Udu gives him the oogies. Which fair? It's actually like near the the Udu itself, which might be why uh, he didn't just pop off and drop it off uh, as you're walking. You uh, bump into somebody. Ooh, pardon me. And they just go, Want? I'll, I'll beg your pardon. Uh, another person uh, bumps into you, uh, looking past you. Want? They said come. Yeah. Now you see in the, the, the dim light. Yeah, Uduwasha likes to act like there are there's nighttime, so they put out fewer lamps than, like, Akarosi cities at night. It's at night proper, quote-unquote. But yeah, there's an entire procession of people looking blank, staring at the dome. Uh, and they're all to start muttering, Want, want, want. Don't like this. I don't... It's not... Not too too keen on what's happening They're starting here. to bump into you. And the, uh, the package jostles in your hands. What role are you going to do to uh, safely deliver this package through this procession of hollows? Uh, I would like to use steel of literally just like, I am become the wall of the marsh pit. I am immovable. Hell yeah, roll steel. Which one do, don't you want to do? Probably collapse, uh, let go, or give up, right? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good one. It was either that or rage, lose control, or do unintended harm. Uh, yeah, either I, of those would be package damage. I think in this case, uh, collapse like or give up. Makes oh, yeah. more sense for this. Dace, don't fuck me like you did for the entire line last time. Cool. Did not get fucked. That is a 10. Hell yeah. You do none of these. You're pushing past, you're pushing past. And they're like, they're looking at the dome, like, what, 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 what? And then one of them walks right into you, falls over. Another one looks down, looks at it, and goes, oh, empty. And the other one looks at itself and says, empty. And then there's a big procession of them all going, empty, empty, empty. 
The one begins to stand up and you see its gaze stops when it reaches about the level of where your tattoo is. It's not glowing or anything, but it just looks at it and cocks its head and it's says... It's not glowing right now. Yeah, it's not glowing right now, but it just looks up and cocks its head and says... Full. And then more begin to push into it and it just sort of walks back and says, what, 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 walking towards the dome. And you're past the procession. Well, that's something I'm going to have to reckon with later. <laughs> Don't, don't have time to think about it. Alright, let's, let's get you to where you belong. Easy delivery. It's one of those uh, no-contact deliveries. Even better. They don't want to see you. <laughs> Andrel. Andrel. You've carved out a little time at the stables for yourself. I want to see the horses. You see the horses. You go to Nexet Kutu's um, little like stable area. Um, you see Talitha, Talitha, that beautiful bay, uh, bay-colored horse. As you arrive, next set's like, ah, Andrel, so glad to see you. Yeah, me too! I, I, I requested you special, uh, not because I necessarily need help or anything, but, um, oh, well, I think, I think it'd be nice if, if, uh, you could learn a little something while you're here, because you seem to really care about these horses. Yeah, 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 yeah. How often do you brush your teeth, Andrel? Uh, once a day? I know it's supposed to be twice. Oh, no, that's that's fine. That's fine. Now, uh, horses, you know, they got to do something similar. I've got, I've got, I've got to float Talitha's teeth right now. <laughs> uh, do you want to do you want to help help me in, in keeping Talitha's mouth as healthy as you keep yours? OK, sure. All right. I've looked up weird things that you need to do for horses <laughs> and floating their teeth. So if I'm understanding correctly, you can like grind, just grind down their teeth some. A little. Yeah. Like horses. Um. Horses, you know how, like, people also grind their teeth, but yeah. horses, like, teeth wear down naturally as they age. You can check how old a horse is by, like, checking their teeth. And I'm not entirely sure what floating their teeth is. I don't, I've never heard that term before, but I imagine it probably has something to do with that, right? Like, well, making sure they're grinding down correctly? Yeah, yeah, apparently, like, um, I looked it up, and it's like, it, normally you have, like, a proper vet dentist do it, but yeah. we're in fantasy land. Yeah! Um... So yeah, um, what are you going to roll, do you think, to either do this or learn to do this? Probably finesse, right? Sure. Okay. That's a nine. Hell yeah, it's a plus one. What's one that you want to do? Uh, I'll avoid trouble compromiser. Hell yeah. It takes a little <laughs> bit to learn. Um, Talitha's not the most cooperative. She's a sweet horse, but she's a horse. So, <laughs> horses are terrible. Uh, she's looking all shiny. Uh, her teeth, her teeth are looking healthier. Oh, gosh, that's great. Yeah, thanks so much, Andrew. Um, you uh, still doing that line bowl thing? Yep. All right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Be safe. And if you ever need like a a recommendation, I guess you know. Yeah. Sure. That's. Thank you. I will keep that in mind. All right. Seven. Who did Drake's contacts to get this, what he's working on? Damn it, did we, did we work out who it was? <laughs> well, bad. no, I mean, like, just, 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 just like, uh, you know, this is more of a flavor thing. Like, who, who did you call in the favors from? They're just gonna guide you to any old craftsman. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think he called in the favor from, let's go with Gamelli, actually. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, Gamelli, put you in touch with somebody. 
All right, so Drix, you approach uh, the hot fires of the forge, uh, the same forge master who uh, created the Geist brand ghost grabbing gloves. A little happier to see you, although still prickly. Howdy. Uh, howdy. <laughs> uh, I'm. I cannot, in good conscience, give you uh, what I have created here for the price that Gamelli has uh, paid me. Uh, unless I can may speak to you beforehand. All right. What would you like? Uh, what would you like to talk about? You sent me this uh, strange stone, motioning to the chunk of Vulgrani, uh, connected to uh, some Sparkcraft devices, and you wished for uh, a method of averting physical harm, similar to uh, whispering. But I, this is beyond my ability. Man, I sorry, I got my hopes up. I should have I should have realized. I let it be known I have I have uh worked hard. Heruvian fires are hot and it is only it is only through uh heat and hammerfall that a chunk of iron becomes a worthy shield. I do have here uh, and it's like a little belt thing that he sort of wraps around you. This substance seems to ooze something like Leviathan blood from its crystals. Um I do not know where you found this, but this button here should run a bit of a uh, electroplasmic current throughout, and um, well, I shall step back first, but you do it yourself. Um, okay. Uh, he he presses the button, and there is a hum and a spreading out from you. There's a um, weird particulates uh, about an arm's length away from you in like a little uh, dome around you, very similar to Vulgarni's own stone barrier. It's practically invisible, just like a shimmer in the air. Ooh. Uh, Drix, like, reaches out to touch it. <laughs> it doesn't so much crackle, because it's not necessarily electric, but, um, to take us to modern times, when, like, you're driving on a, a, a like, a loose, pebbly road, mm-hmm. and you hear the sound of all the pebbles kicking up against the metal of the car, like, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. Okay. Weird. But I like it. You were able to, like, extract that liquid to make this? Yes, uh, I have drawn blood from a stone from this project, but um, I just don't know how anybody could manipulate this thing itself. It's it's a gemstone, some kind of ore, and filled in with a collection of all sorts of other minerals all at once, some of which are within our own bodies, according to natural philosophy. I'm sorry, in, in the old days, uh, perhaps a real magician could have made something out of it, but I'm no magician. Nobody is anymore. Yeah, you're you're right. No one has the know-how to really work with this thing. But well, at least at least I was able to get something out of it. Wear it well. Thanks. And uh, Drix Drix smiles really widely and uh, gives, like six hand out shake with this guy. He, if you like looking at his face, you can tell that he's like really really impressed with him. The man gives a firm handshake. Uh, not too long. Back to my work. Absolutely. I'll get out of your hair. And, uh, yeah, Drix, Drix, Drix moves off. Andrew, would you like to... <laughs> so, uh, where are you adopting? <laughs> <laughs> Hannah looks so happy right now. I'm excited! <laughs> where am I adopting? So, the favor, does the favor have to come from someone from Aruvia? No. Okay, then I was thinking maybe the postal people who we first met the dorgs with. <laughs> yes, yes. Andrew stops by 
a dork shelter to uh, <laughs> adopt a dork. But it's two part. It's two part here. Andrel, Andrel's there. Hmm? Can we have a moment of like as Andrel's approaching, us all giving our best like yorps? Sure thing. Uh, Andrel approaches uh, this dork shelter, full of dorks, all shapes and sizes, two legs up front, two legs in back, beards, mustaches, all looking very happy to see her. Good job. Um, <laughs> thank you for this blessing. But Andrel is the, already there to get a specific dorg. At the same time, uh, somebody arrives from a, a courier service with some uh, special equipment to kit this dorg out. Person running the shelter. Oh my, you're Andrel Anderson, aren't you? Yep. It's a special day when a little girl gets her dork. Yeah! Alright, your dork is, uh, down this way. Uh, do we have a name for it? Um, um, I was thinking, uh, Jiminy. Yes! Aren't you a clever girl? Ooh. I see! Taking the Aruvian G for life and the Aruvian Ma for death. Yeah! Oh, that's very sweet. I looked it up! Sure, it's down in Aruvian scripts. Jimani. <laughs> I texted Greg and said, I want to give the dog a cool Aruvian name, but I also want to name it Jiminy. And he was like... I said, hold my beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> actual, actual Hadrathi Conlang, which will have no doubt credited by now. <laughs> Describe to me Jiminy. Jiminy looks like a German shepherd. Uh, but hairless. But hairless. So like he's got the he's got the form factor of a German shepherd and like I guess yeah maybe the darker skin like yeah. the brownish skin um and the like big big ears <laughs> on the top of his head um his mustache is like short and well trimmed but long you know like like <laughs> I'm not good at describing mustaches fam um not a broom handle, like shorter than a broom handle, like stops above the, where the upper lip would be, uh, but like extends all the way across his face. <laughs> yeah, and this dorg is built for speed with two legs in the back, one leg in the front. Yort! 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 Oh my god, he's Yort. perfect. <laughs> he's perfect. <laughs> Look at this perfect boy. All right, take good care of him. I will. Thank you so much. Oh, does he have, like, ghost hunting equipment? What? I don't know. Hold on, are you asking as Andrew? Or I was, I was uh, no, as I'm person. asking as Hannah. Okay, I was responding as the person. Yeah. <laughs> the couriers uh, sent you along some riding dorg equipment. Oh, okay, so we have that already. It's some typical, like, riding dorg, like, saddle stuff, but with, like, a little <laughs> gas mask. I'm gonna ride this dorg into battle. It's a, gonna be great. A little gas mask and, like, a little charm etched into the uh, the mask. Or right. etched into the collar, rather. The collar has a little charm. Alright. That looks like... What does the charm look like? Um, it's just what will allow Jimani to interact with ghosts. I think a little star, maybe. A little star. So, so, so. Correct. Roll me 1d6, each of you. Uh, uh, what'd you get for your roll before? I t- probably told you if you got a plus 1 or a plus 0, right? I got a 10. So that's a plus, one. that's a plus 1. I got a plus 0. Uh, that's a 5. Cool. That is a 3. So, remember, pick your normal. Two stash or one favor each. 
Stefan, you get to hear a rumor about ghosts. So I'll roll on the rumor table. Hannah, I'm going to offer you in a weird way. Um, so you can either earn plus two stash or get a solid lead on ghost work. As in, I will make Stefan's rumor real. <laughs> solid. You do already kind of have the pending job with the ghost menagerie and yeah, the spirit Yeah, I don't think we need any more jobs, so I'm going to just take an extra two <laughs> That's cool valid. Beans. Let me roll that rumor. <laughs> Amazing. You giggle every time you roll one. Because it's... So the rumor board is the source of all lore in Ghost Lines, because it's a four-page book. And, like, Blades in the Dark uh, does indeed ca- carry a lot of similar energy, but it's so much more explained, right? I really like, I personally like ghost lines because it's like, yeah, we get one sentence and then it's just like, okay, let your imagination fucking fly. Anyways, you find Krastava, not where you expected to meet him, but outside of the Physiker hut, sitting by the door. How you doing there, buddy? The immortal emperor's own enmity guards this door. For all my strength, I am unable to break it. Can you go in with a chit? You think the chit is what grants you entrance? I mean, I don't really know. You're gonna have to... You're, you're, I'm 13, I don't know a lot of things. You're gonna have to give me a little leeway here. I understand, you are a child among children, as I have said before. Sure, whatever. I am far beyond that. When you become like me, you are infinite, save one vital living experience that is lost to you. You do not need it, but the emptiness will drive you mad with need to take it from those who still have it. Though I am furious and frustrated and sorrowful, tears are lost to me. I cannot shed them, despite how my heart aches for what I've lost and swells for the land and people I love. Before I met the Physiker, I thought I should be a monster, terrify, drink my victims, tears of grief and fear. But my sire showed me that even when burdened with such dreadful vice, you don't have to let people suffer. They're, they're your sire. What exactly are you guys? I am undead. A vampire, one may say. Oh. As are they. My sire was an expert healer, still is, from the looks of you, from the 5th century of the Imperium, and they were cruelly denied pain of any kind. In this we were similar. And yet when they came to me to save me, they fed their need from the injured, who they expertly cured in their anesthetized state. It was with a great trepidation that they saved me from a plague. In their footsteps I follow. Collecting the tears of those who need my aid. And using them to right every injustice that wets their eyes. But there's too much. There's too much in Eldira. There's too much here. There's too much with them and with me. But you're working on it. You're trying. And that's what's important. I ought to pay you for what you've done. Yeah. Can I ask a question? Real quick. You may. What's their name, the Physiker? Their name is... No words come out. I'm sorry. He will not let me speak it. The Immortal Emperor stole that too. The Immortal Emperor even now holds 
a grudge. Well, if I can't find out from you, I'll find out somewhere else. Is there anything you'd like us to tell him? That I will repel the Immortal Emperor from Eldira. I will repel him from Eruvia. I will, I will free them. I have centuries. Pass along the message, we promise. Mm-hmm. Here, take your pay. Be careful, should you travel across the sea. I have heard from one Narcus Break Iron who I've worked with. He spotted a ghost ship of some kind traveling along the coast. Would be unfortunate if you were to perish. That would be bad. Mm-hmm. Ghost pirates. Dun, 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 dun. See you both. Roll D6. Pip. Five and I got a ten, so I think that's a six. That's a six. Bow, 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 bow. Uh, give you your plus two stash or plus one favor um, by by normal. And then do you want either another plus two stash or plus one favor? Or plus one favor, or do you want to get offered a job? Which, again, like, we, we, you guys already have two pending jobs, so maybe not. <laughs> We've got, like, a bunch of pending jobs, so I'm just going to take, I think, four stash total. Hell yeah. Ahazu uh, shows back up. Thanks so much for uh, for delivering that. You know, I hate going near uh, those big guys. Trust me, I get it. It definitely gives me the willies it does, so I can understand how it, how it sort of comes from you. Ooh, you look like you've seen a, a ghost. <laughs> What's up? I mean, a, a lot of boys, it's, it's, it's just like, you ever been attacked by a unicycle? <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> I, f- I figured you might. Buy a drink, boss. Is it, is it unprofessional? Aha! Well, let me tell you, uh, when just drinking with a demon, that's the most professional thing you can do, am I right? I gotta update the chart again! I mean, yeah. Oh, I guess so, so... All right, well, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go. Uh, looking, looking at the uh, the Udu with a little bit of a fear and then disappearing in a puff of fire and smoke. What a lovely lad. Andrew, roll me a d6. Andrew, that's me. Andrew, roll, Andrew, roll. Talking about an Andrew, roll. I think that's just a three, right? I got a nine. Yeah, that's yeah. just a three. Plus two stash or plus one favor, and you get a rumor. I have obliterated all my favor. <laughs> you have obliterated all of your favor. Stop by next set for your pay. Talith is asleep. Thank you so much. Uh, again, uh, yeah, just let me know if you need anything. Uh, or even, like, a place to stay. We've got guest rooms. Yeah, thank you so much. That that really means a lot. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because, uh, be careful. Next time you're in Uduasha, it's not safe to walk around at night. I mean, not that it normally is, but I've, I've, I've heard that there's a spirit cult of some kind hiding out in, uh, somewhere in some of the old temples. Oh, I met one of those once. Yeah, they're not fun. Yeah, well, uh, be careful. You don't want to get hollowed or anything. Okay, I will keep that in mind. Yarp, yarp! Yarp! <laughs> yeah, Jiminy uh, gives out a little yarp. Good puppy! <laughs> Good porpy! <laughs> you head back to the train. <laughs> Good porpy. That is what it is. That's, that's what it that's is now. That's canon now! That's canon. <laughs> that's what it is. It's just canon now. So, uh, Pip, you're heading back to the train. It's dark. You hear a voice from above. Hey there, sport. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> I, I, is this Stampy? Stampy? <laughs> you, you know it's me, Fishbone. I can see the chill go down your back when my voice caresses your spine like my 
that gun knife. Honestly, I, I might have preferred a, a Stabo. Or, or maybe like Stinky Pete. Just... Oh yeah, Stabo would have made a nice and quick and Stinky Pete uh, smells like a fish. But I'm down to the bones with you. <laughs> Listen. I'm here to ask you a favor. Our beast been squashed as far as I know. I bust out of prison and what do I hear? That uh, a little upstart of mine, one Taji the tank engine, got a little big for his britches. I hear you shut him down real good. Oh, you heard that was me, did you? I did, I did. And I like what I heard. Listen, if you let me uh, stow away on that little train of yours so I can get some distance back to Eldira, you know, uh, you ever need a job in Aruvia, I can cover for you. Honestly, like, I feel bad for you. You're just trying to make a make a living. It's not like an honest living, but like, you know, this honesty's overrated. So like, just f- fucking whatever. Just like, I'll, I'll set you aside. Just don't don't talk to the rats. Don't like. <laughs> All right. Uh, you know, up until that rat thing, I I, I like you. <laughs> I like you, Pippin. You uh, you cut right down to the bone when it comes to a conversation where we understand each other. So, uh, can I get on that train, or, uh... Yeah, sure, fucking whatever. I- I'm right. sure we got, like, guest passes or something. No, 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 listen, listen, I just, you're gonna... I'm a criminal, I busted out of jail, so, uh... Uh, falling down from that high place is a suitcase with, a uh, Fishbone poking his head out, and he goes, All right, I'm going into the suitcase. You just stuff me in the freight. <laughs> yeah, sure, just like, like I said, so... Uh, if the rest start talking to you, like, just... Just please, try... Man, Pippin McKeel, you are one crazy uh, son of a cod. <laughs> uh, I can I can party with you, hearing rats. Uh, and he zips up the suitcase with himself inside of it. How, how do you zip that up from the inside? It's, honestly, it's just so impressive. Uh, Pip with some severe difficulty. Because this is, this definitely, like, doesn't have wheels or anything, so he's just sort of, like, yeah. dragging it, because it's a full-sized man in a suitcase. Yeah, there's, like, there's, like, some muffled from the suitcase, like, Watch <laughs> it. You're not making this easier, mate. As Pippin and Fishbone head into the train car, outside of the train station, just outside of city limits, a spirit makes itself manifest. The spirit of a, uh, of a small boy with a gun. <laughs> Taji the Tank Engine's ghost travels to the edge of Udu Asha just before the pull of the Udu, staring hatefully at the pride of Duskwall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Ghost Boy, we'll find out next time. Or maybe not. Taji probably won't strike just yet, but we're going oh, nonstop to Sunfall. Catch us next time. Yay! Bye, everyone. Woo. See Bye. ya. Pride of Duskwall is now arriving. Please allow all passengers to exit the train before boarding. This has been Ghosts on a Train, a podcast with the Faustian Nonsense Network, where we played Ghost Lines, an RPG written and designed by John Harper. All of our music by Sebastian Black. Our cover art is by Yoshiko Agresta. Your line balls for this trip were... Andrew Anderson, badge name Dunville, played by me, Hannah Levin. Adric, a.k.a. Drix, badge name Colburn, played by me, Stefan Lewis. Pippin, Pip. Nikhil, 
badge name, McKeel, played by me, Guys Webel. And I have been your conductor, Greg Karobus. If you have any questions about the Pride of Duskwall or additions to suggest for the train, please email them to ghosttrainpod at gmail.com or contact us on Twitter at ghosts underscore train. And I'll have Candace bring them to the line bowls. Thank you for riding with us, and please consider traveling with us again next time. Yes, those herbs that I stuffed within thine ears to mend thy hearing. Prolonged exposure would open your eardrums to uh, sounds and perhaps transmissions from beyond the veil. You mean like someone that would leave a suggestion in a suggestion box on Anchor? Pip turns and looks directly at you, the listener. Hold now! <laughs> the main episode is no place for fourth wall breaking! <laughs> oh, yeah. No, you're right, sorry. This shall rest upon the end of the episode. (laughs) (laughs) This program was brought to you by a network of dedicated artists with creative souls just like, just like yours, 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 yours. yours, Faustian Nonsense thanks you for your patronage. Just like yours.